Welcome to the Pine River Primate Podcast, a show about all things martial arts and life for everyday people, coming to you from small town Alma, Michigan. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to episode one of the Pine River Primate Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about training when you can't make it into the gym. Oh, that sucks for a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, especially when you get into jiu-jitsu or MMA, you know, you kind of want to to train. Once you, once you try it, it's like a passion, I feel. Those for sure. With it. People who get into it usually are like uh, just absolutely crazy about it for the first few months, right? Yeah, but the thing is, limited Money training. Phase. Yeah, yes. limited training, however, is not uncommon though like uh, a lot of people go through it absolutely everybody does at some point you know everybody's going to end up getting hurt switching jobs uh moving traveling for work kids kids yes kids (laughs) there's so many things that can keep you away from the mats yeah it's just that right now a lot of people are being forced to experience having limited training time because of uh, uh what's that word covid COVID 19 (laughs) i wonder why it's 19 how come it can't be like? Is 18, it like 2019? Is a great 20, question. Yeah. I think there's like a di- like some there, kind there's of multiple uh, coronavirus strains, right? So yeah, I know SARS is. I know SARS is. Yeah, SARS is also COVID. I know that, but yeah. Anyway, we're straying off topic here a little bit. So Let's yeah, okay. COVID um has um, made it basically compulsory for people to stay off the mat, and I think a lot of people are home, learning. Yeah, home gyms yeah. are taking off. That's Online true. Online things are taking off. That's true. Yep. Zoom opens up new opportunities ev- for everyone. Their own trainer these days. Whether or not you like those modes of training or av- avenues of training is debatable. But when life presents us with challenges, we can kind of uh, fold under them and just you know I, abandon our goals, yeah, or I think we can rise to the occasion and find new ways yeah. to adapt to the situations. What that kind we're of in. ways have you adapted, Eric? Uh, me personally, I, I've been uh, doing a lot more drilling with uh, the people in my household. I've been really focusing on strength and conditioning. In other words, me. Yes, that'd be my wife. <laughs> the wife, Cheryl. He's just lucky because he has a wife that does jujitsu. I feel. Absolutely. Right it's almost like I plan things that way. Almost. Yeah. It might be a little harder for somebody who does not have a spouse or a child that maybe does Live with them full time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Yep. yeah. I'm like me. I'm really no mates. I uh, I like just I've just been doing push-ups and planks and little things to keep the body sane. Yeah, a little bit of home yoga, but yeah, it's definitely not the same as the camaraderie of getting on the mat with everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. Actually, missed. though, for Eric, I feel. I mean, this is just from uh, and observing. I think Eric has learned a lot about technology in the short time that he's had for sure yeah you've 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 learned to edit videos yep yeah it's an opportunity to learn new skills yep even if it's not uh, about um the mats you know absolutely i've learned a lot about trying to engage people through (laughs) social media um Video editing, as cheryl said we're doing this podcast is the first podcast i've ever done so it's been pretty (laughs) Pretty exciting Yeah, yeah. yeah. Avenues for new opportunities, new things and trying new things, learning new things. But yeah, the era, I think a lot of people just look at it as a big downside is the biggest thing when they hear that they can't train immediately. They're just abandon all hope for some people. Abandon all hope. A gym is like a sanctuary, kind of like church. You know, it's their 
one place they could go to <clears throat> to forget about bills and work and that's true. wife and spouse and, and, and honestly it's normal to be depressed if you're training like three three times a day and then suddenly you can't train at all that's a lot of that, well yeah that's true creates a gap yeah even if a you hole. train twice twice a week you know some people use yep. it as an an outlet for a whole week of work you know and absolutely and they need it and it's normal to be depressed when you can't do when, when something disappears um from your life and you've been doing it uh, on a regular basis you know it's normal to be depressed it's for sure uh, i think a lot of people you know we shouldn't really use martial arts as a standalone coping mechanism for uh you know mental illness absolutely or, not. it's a very well, it's one of the healthier routes that's for sure it's better that's than true. some it's better than you know drinking or whatever substance abuse <laughs> <laughs> definitely don't do that <laughs> yep. um but yeah but the, the the reason why i think we we decided to talk about this for this podcast is because having limited training time that's not new um, it didn't just start because of COVID. Uh, COVID definitely helped, but... Well, COVID kind of forced it on a lot yeah. of people. Yeah. <laughs> but it's definitely not new. Like, for, for me personally, I've had, uh, like, recently, I've had to stay out of uh, just training with my husband and things because of my knee. I hurt my knee from water skiing. <laughs> and for two weeks, I've had to make sure that I don't uh, push myself too hard when we do roll and... And it sucks. I hate it. I wanted there whenever I watch things online, I want to do the drills and yep. I can't, you know, and I have to st stay, uh, stay away from the mats and it takes a bit of diligence to do that. Yep. But it's not new. It's not because of COVID. Right now I'm not rolling because of an injury. And what about you guys? You have personal experiences where you have to stay off the mat or have limited training time? But I remember one time I had poison ivy. Doing that yeah. work. Well, That's going to keep you off shoot. the mats for yeah, a while too. Yeah. 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 From work. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, when I first moved to the area, there were no uh, martial arts uh, gyms in, in the town that I knew of. So uh, it, it was an hour plus drive to be able to train with other people. Small town problems. Yep. Yeah. So for a year and a half, maybe I, I didn't train at all. Yep. Yeah. So this is uh, this is definitely not new. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people have had to have limited training time. But the question is, how do you deal with having limited training time and what do you do to kind of stay active, whether on the mat or mentally? You oh know? boy, there's so many things. Yeah, I know. I, uh, so <laughs> I would, uh, a lot of time I'd like watch, it sounds cheesy, but I'd watch motivational videos on YouTube. That's that, an interesting idea. I and never uh, thought of that. that would uh, fire me up. And then the next thing you know, I'm doing like uh, calisthenics in my room. Just simple stuff. Do you have like particular and, people that you listen to or? Uh, Joe Rogan. I listen he's to Joe great. Rogan. He's pretty hype, yeah. Um, man, I forgot his name. Uh, Jocko Willinks, okay. I think is his name. Yep, he's a good guy. <laughs> and um, there's another guy who's like an endurance freak. Goggins? Yeah. Gotcha. Goggins, yep. David Goggins. Bring the pain. Yeah, he's like an endurance freak, and he talks about loss and dealing with loss and how... <laughs> I think he's got a quote that says, like, when, when your mind tells you that, that you're done and you can't do anymore and you need to quit, you're really only about 40% done. And I think Ooh. that's pretty true. Yeah. Uh, Les Brown's another good one. Uh, a guy who, you know, was born labeled uh, mentally retarded and then he went on to get PhDs and uh -oh. things like that. I, yeah. I have, I'll have to watch him. He's I from, he's from Detroit. Les Brown. Oh, cool. Yeah, you should definitely check him out. Semi-local. So what have you done, Eric, in, in terms of uh, maybe, because we're, we're kind of on the topic of mental health here, um, trying to get you geared up to have enough more self-motivation to keep doing something when you're off the mat. What, what have you done to kind of manage your thoughts and your mental health? So 
motivation is a limited resource. Sometimes you'll be motivated to do things. Sometimes you won't. Um, and so when you're motivated, go ahead, take advantage of it, use it. Uh, but when you're not motivated, you kind of need things to fill in the gaps. And when you have access to a regular gym, you have your training partners to help keep you accountable. Um, but if you don't adapt to not having access to the gym uh, by staying in touch with your training partners, then you're not going to have that anymore. So you're really left with, I think, uh, discipline to fill in the, the motivational gaps. So a little bit about um, motivating yourself to to stay on task. To If you have a plan, you can have the best weight loss program in the world on the world i see it through you gotta see it through it's not gonna work out if you don't stick stick to it and if you don't the number uh, one weight loss plan is called adherence <laughs> okay <laughs> and you need a plan that you can actually do yeah and and that's not that's not just it though a, a lot of it is also self-motivation right what what keeps you coming into the gym what keeps you going what keeps you sticking to your plan and doing what you said you would do yeah and for a lot of people this is different it's it's hard to talk about self-motivation as a general topic for everybody what pushes you does might not push me everybody's different everyone's different yeah and you need to kind of find that you need to find what pushes you and that's the first step i can't tell you you need to just buck up and come in that doesn't work for everybody it works for some people it doesn't work for works for jocko willink yeah Yeah. Um, being held accountable yeah so for me self-motivation for me is is different than what it is for eric like what, what motivates you eric um a lot of things. I would say I'm more intrinsically motivated to do martial arts than most people are. Um, it's something I'm really passionate about, and it's something I've done for most of my I life. I feel like that would be, it's also you, right, Jose? I, I just want to feel good about myself, and nothing comes close. Okay. And, yeah, and, and see, that's different for you me. Know, like, in terms of, like, self, you know, like, it's different when, like, someone gives you a compliment. Oh, nice outfit, whatever, who cares? Um, those are, like, tangible things. Right. But kind when I, like... Shallow. Yeah, shallow and intangible, tangible things, but like martial arts, like personal growth, like inner, like the inner me is like proud of myself. Yeah, you know, like self confidence, um, self esteem. That doesn't come from from an outfit. Well, yeah, that 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 happens for me too. That that applies for me too. Some people do like label their self esteem. They attach their self esteem to like material things. Yeah, yeah, and that's 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 fine. That's fine. You, but like it's cool to like walk into a room. I think it's more important to value the things that you do, not the things that you have. Yeah. Well, I mean, even if I drove like a Mercedes, I would still train. Feel like crap if I was physically out of shape. Right. Alternatives. I would just be physically out of shape. Finding, finding options so that you're not just relying on one thing to make yourself feel good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, but that's not for me. I do honestly, martial art makes me feel like. Uh, it doesn't really help your confidence. It it, it sucks for me yeah. because it sucks. It's hard for me. You're very and, small, so it's difficult. Yeah. Same. So so my self motivation is not that it's not that it makes me feel good. Honestly, it's actually what what makes me what makes me come back is knowing that I'm setting an example for a lot of children that are watching me, nice. and that is that is my motivator. I need to come to class because I cannot. I need to practice what I preach. Yeah. I cannot tell the children, you need to be consistent. You need to stick with what you choose. 
to do an activity, whether it's football or jujitsu, I can't say these things if I don't practice it myself. So for me, my role as being a teacher, as being a good example, that's my self-motivator. Um, and in terms of exercising, honestly, my motivator is Eric. And that's horrible, kind of like codependence maybe, but... That's but okay. it, but it works out for me because Eric is healthy. Like he he is he tries to be active and yeah. watch, watches. Uh, he watches what he eats yep. most most of the time. Anyways. You are what you eat, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't want so and and that's a great motivator for me. I'm like, if my husband is doing these things to be to be better, I need to do the same thing. That's pretty awesome. So so you got to find your own motive. And honestly, this is a big topic. We need to talk about this in a different episode. Just. Ways to motivate yourself. Yeah. Self motivation is a huge, huge wide. Be a whole episode. A whole episode self motivation. Yeah, but I, but I just wanted to put it out there that it's different for everybody. So you need to find it. I think one of our one of our training partners and students, Adam Brown, mentioned that he would like to have an episode about uh, staying motivated to train. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. How do people do it for years and years? Yeah. Did you, yeah. For me, for me, it's a, a huge one. Was the pressure of competition. Like, uh, like yeah. knowing that's, I'm going to compete. Yep. And I'm like, okay, so I'm in the gym every day. Right. Six days or I'm going to get humiliated when I go compete. Right. And that's, that's. And I mean, that might happen anyway, but like sure. still. At least you know you put you your best knowing, effort in. Yeah. Knowing that like you put in a real camp, yep. you know, because then you're not sabotaging yourself. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, when I when I do come in five, six days a week, it's usually because I have a competition. Word. <laughs> Competition. It's a good reality check. It is. Yeah, it's a it huge is. reality check. When you start getting cocky and thinking you know a lot, you should go sign up for the hardest competition. There's always you can find, someone right? bigger and better. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was just a little bit about the self motivation part that I wanted to get old to ass children. kicking is the good children, for you every yeah. now and then. Yeah. Children are always watching, guys. Yep. They're always watching. And they're sponges. Oh, right. my gosh. They yep. absorb so quickly and if so they see, much. They see adults quit, you know. They're going to think that's acceptable. Setting an example, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've gotten to a point where sometimes I lose motivation. Like, I don't always get uh, incredibly challenging roles at the gym because I've been doing this for for so long and I'm pretty good at it. Uh, So one thing I do is I... uh, I go pay for seminars with world-class jiu-jitsu athletes. That's one of the cool things about jiu-jitsu, by the way. You can go train with the best in the entire planet, That's right? True. It's not like you could uh, go Do play that in basketball. Yeah, you can't you can't <laughs> go play ball with Michael Jordan, right? Right. But I can go play ball with the Michael Jordan of jiu-jitsu. That's yeah. true. And by play That's ball, true. I mean it's a people's sport. So I'll, I'll actually go do seminars, and uh, yeah, I'm there to learn the techniques and drill and stuff, but I'm mostly there uh, to get my butt kicked, right? I want to roll with right. that world-class athlete and get thrashed, because it's yeah. good for me. That's why I wrestle with like college wrestlers, because I know yeah. the wrestling's not there, but like yeah. we're headed, so down, I, to, it, headed it, down there. It's important to remember that self-motivation is different for everybody, but yep. also, not only is it different for everybody, it's difficult for everybody. You need to understand that it's not always going to be... On point all the time. Yeah, you're not always going to be motivated to come into exactly. the gym. But, and, but those times uh, when you force yourself to come to the gym when you don't want to, a lot of times that, that's when the most growth That happens. is what it means to be self-motivated. The, yep. the struggle, the tug of war that you have yeah. in yourself to, mm-hmm. to I, I don't want to do it, but I'm going gonna, gonna, to. And sometimes you lose that tug of war. Yeah. But that is literally that self-motivation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it, comes, it comes with the downsides. Anybody it's not can just, come train when it sounds fun and cool. It's when you don't, when you're tired and you don't want to come in. It's kind of like an emotion. It is an emotion, right? Comes and you're, goes. You're, yeah, it comes and goes. And you, we, we need to accept and be more, a little bit more forgiving in ourselves. And it's not always going to be great. Yeah. 
Yeah. You're, you're not going to come in and, and like whip everybody every time. Yeah. Be, be forgiving. Be, be forgiving on yourself. If your self-motivation this week is not great, you know what? It happens. It happens. If you're always on point, you need to tell me what your secret is because I don't believe that. Yeah. You're lying. <laughs> you're on steroids. <laughs> steroids. And yeah. for, for most people, we obviously can't devote our entire lives to, to training. So, so I think that a really good thing to do is, is, is set a, a, a baseline. Right. So if you want to get good at doing pushups, you don't start out doing a million pushups every day. You start out doing like one pushup every day or five pushups every day. Right. And you build from there. Same thing with martial arts uh, set maybe one morning or one afternoon a week aside and, and make sure that you train. Every Manageable single... and achievable goals. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Make sure that you make sure that you hit that one training session per week every single week. Right. That that time is set off to the side for training. If someone else asks you to do something else, you say, no, I need to train at that time. Mm -hmm. That's kind of hard to do, to tell people, actually, no, I have to yep. stick, on my, stick on my plans and obligations. Yeah. And honestly, it's hard because training or exercising, no one's putting a gun to your head and telling you you got to exercise. It's got to come right. from inside. You got to yep. want to do it on your own. That's a super valid point. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Like work, you have that motivation. You don't want to get fired. So right. you're going to show up. You know, but, you. Yeah. It's like but, taking a weightlifting class in college. You know, I had to go into the gym because I took this class. Exactly. And that that was like one of the one times in my life where I was like <laughs> on schedule. For <laughs> yep. It's because it was a class. <laughs> and then without that structure, I noticed, you know, <clears throat> then the battle begins. Yeah. Absolutely. With myself. Absolutely. So, so this is where maybe, in my opinion, um, finding social support is where it's good for you. In my opinion, like I... So you might hate me for saying this, you might not, but for me, one of the biggest things about finding a life partner is knowing that they're always trying to be better with you. And one of the ways mm -hmm. that you get better is through exercise and through living a healthy lifestyle. I knew that when I was looking for, for, a, for a spouse or for a potential life partner, I was not going to get somebody who, who did not have the right. same healthy goals as I did. Right. Because that's going to be hard. Like, I want to get better, and sometimes I'm not going to behave like I want to get better and I need somebody who can help me keep keep, keep me focused. on track stay focused yeah. and stay on track and and I think that's the biggest it's like imperative for young people these days yeah rather than like rushing things yeah and making mistakes. because let's be real if if one spouse is trying to lose weight for example it probably would be good for the other spouse even if he doesn't have to lose weight to watch what the, he eats you know and eat better eat healthier and he's then, having like a huge plate of pasta and you're over there with a salad. Yeah. And, then, and, then, and, then <laughs> he, and then he's hitting your triggers, you know? Yep. 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 Just seeing that scenario play out. Yep. I think so honestly. Some couples actually sabotage each other when they try to do yeah, that. Yeah, that would. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is that is honestly to me, that is the biggest um, reason why anyone should be in a relationship when you make each other better, you know, yep. especially health wise. That's I I appreciate like for me personally, like I appreciate having like Eric, you know, with me doing these things, he he's the reason I do jujitsu as much as I do, you know, and and right. it's the reason why I, whenever I do eat like a whole bag of chips, I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> what have I done? And a lot of people are afraid to be um, dependent on their partners, right? But the reality is that we are dependent on other people. Nobody is an island. Social creatures. Yes, we yeah. are all social creatures. COVID I, I think it's it, important not to look at it as dependence, but to look at it like a support. 
you know yeah i think it, it's it, it, it's it's easy to say you need to be able to do this on your own but a lot of us we need support you sure. know so and, and sometimes you do have to do it on your own and when that happens i mean the the easiest way to say it is you just got to find the inner strength man whatever whatever it takes to find the inner strength to to be healthier to do right on yourself yep. to lose weight to stop drinking stay focused on your goals you know um Ideally, it should come from yourself. But for a lot of people, there is a support. There's yep. somewhere. Mm -hmm. Whether family, mom, dad, wife, husband. Yep. There's always something. So that's why in, um, sometimes even you don't have to look at it like a chore. You know, even exercising can be a chore. But, but supplements your life. Yeah. 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 But if you look at it like an activity that you can do, like, oh, this is, a, this is time I can spend with my husband. You know, going outside is a summer now in Michigan. So going outside or to yeah, jog. It can actually be fun. Yeah, it yeah. can actually be enjoyable at it least. It doesn't have to be something that you suffer through a few times a week. It can be something you look forward to. And the best thing about eating healthy and exercising is that when you've done it, you feel proud of yourself. And my, personally for yeah. me. Because I'm like, oh my God, I ate well today. And it's like a triumph. You know, it's Absolutely. like, oh my gosh, I did it. You know, really, when you, you feel work good out, about yourself, yeah, when you work out, the majority of workouts should not be like grueling, soul crushing, make you want to die type really hard workouts, right? Most workouts, you should just kind of push to the point where you feel really, really good. And then you can stop, right? And then, then you want to work out the next day instead of feeling like... Yeah, it should be something you want to come back to. Get those endorphins rolling yep. nice and early. Yep. I notice when I take like a 10-minute jog, I still get the same effect as if I took a 45-minute run. Absolutely. And and this is where my, my perspective as a teacher comes in. You know, even when you teach, like math, the reason why children hate math is because they do it, they can't do it, and therefore they hate it. They don't want to do it again. Yep. So this is why it, it's the I'm same... I'm one of those kids. <laughs> <laughs> this is why when I teach, I have to make sure that whatever, if I know, if, if coming in, the parent comes and tell me, my kid hates math, just so you know, he hates math. So when I want to teach this kid math, I don't just be like, all right, let's go to the hardest sum in this, in the, in the textbook. And if you hate it, you got to push Do through. Yeah. 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 Suck it up. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. And with adults, it's so, it's so like, I don't know. It's we, adults hate to say it, but it's even true for adults. If you don't like exercising, if the experience was unpleasant to you, you're not going to be rushing to do it again. No, nope. you Very won't ever be true. consistent. Exactly. You never, be, you need to make sure you find something that is sustainable and for it to be sustainable, you need to like it. Yeah. You need to at least enjoy it. Yep. Baby steps. Yep. So, that's why jujitsu is so important for me because I hate running, and for me, it's jujitsu is my kind of cardio, yep. and, and I enjoy it. And yeah. I love boxing too; it's Definitely. so exhausting. Right. <laughs> but that's my cardio, you yeah. know. So you find something you enjoy so that you can stick to it. Um, but yeah, that's 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 one of the biggest thing, you know. Learning to you, you can't hate whatever it is that you're doing. Um, you need to find the motivation, and the one biggest way to find the motivation is to make sure that it's something that is enjoyable. Absolutely. Um, mm -hmm. So in that case, that's why we're looking for, uh, so, so in terms of mental health, when you, can't, when you can't train, when you have to be off the mats, part of it that we just talked about is support, finding people who have the like mindset as you, finding people who have the same goals as you. And then Jose mentioned uh, watching Watching what you eat. Watching what you eat. Diet's yep. a big, big, Diet. big thing. Ex it's going to impact your mood. What you eat will make you feel amount. better. Yep. Well, depending on what you eat. But yeah, yeah. 
diet. He also mentioned about uh, finding resources like uh, uh, videos. 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 Yep. That's, a, that's a good thing. Yeah, I never thought of that. Yeah, I, videos. It never occurred to me. To what you read, like videos. the content of what you're reading, that could affect your mental state too. Self help books too. Even like yeah, reading. That's a big one. Yeah. Even like the movies you watch. Like if you watch like garbage, like negative movies. Even if you watch like. Positive movies like Forrest Gump. I don't know about you, but Forrest Gump is like great movie. A great movie. Yeah. Classic. I watched it the first time and I dated you. Oh. But just heart heartwarming stuff. Well, uh the content you read and eat and watch affects everything. The people you the surround people yourself with. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. What if is you're, it saying? You're the average of the five people you spend the most time with? I mean, you can't be an eagle if you're hanging out with pigeons. I love that. How weird would that be to see a random pigeon amongst eagles? You don't. You don't. You don't. <laughs> don't. Eagles are doing their own thing and pigeons are around themselves. Holding us back, pigeon. Right. <laughs> Don't be a bobblehead pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> one, one thing that I do, uh, to you know, because positive media is obviously a good thing to, to, to surround yourself with. But uh, one thing that I do to keep myself focused on my own specific goals is I write myself notes and I leave them posted around the house. I, I suffer from ADHD. So, um, you know, I could literally like get up and pass the whole day just doing nonsense. Right. And it would feel like <laughs> nonsense. it would feel like no time passed. But really, you know, I spent 20 hours doing Time did nothing. not stand still. Yeah, so I, I leave myself notes. I have a, I have a sheets printed out, and I leave, I leave uh, one in the bedroom with uh, notes about what I should do when I first wake up. Right, like so simple stuff like get dressed. Um, I have this, notes in the bathroom, yeah. in the kitchen. Uh, there, there's a routine that I do in That's the bathroom, awesome, in the dude. kitchen yeah. every day in the morning. And this is actually a good segue for um, the support that I was talking about. So Eric, as he said, has ADHD. So for me, as a wife. Um, I gotta be honest with you, it's frustrating. Mental health, yeah. It's frustrating. When I ask Eric to do something, like he would he would be like, All right, honey, I better he, do it right away. And he's on the way done. to do it, but something in his path just like distracts him and then I'm just like, No I could you- relate, man. <laughs> Um, but but this is the support I, I I think it's a good segue to talking about support. So I know Eric needs um reminders and he needs guidance. he needs a little extra of a nudge, you know. And, yeah, and, and for me, I'm always like, honey, what are you doing? <laughs> and if he's not doing what he was supposed to do, it will click. He'll be like, oh, yeah. on my way, babe, doing it. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's important. Uh, different people need different levels of support. And, yep, and different if, kinds of support. Different kinds of support. And with Eric, it's just constant. Like, I, I hate being a, and, and, and Eric should know this, I hate repeating myself. I hate it. I hate if I have to say something twice. You should have to say a woman should never ask for something twice. <laughs> I hate repeating myself. And no, but this is true even uh, in, in, in a classroom when I'm a teacher. I don't like repeating myself. And I tell the children, if I have to repeat myself, it means that you were not focused. And, and, and it annoys me. And I, But I understand that some people have um, they struggle with staying focused. And Eric yeah. is one of them. Yeah. So that's internally, I'm working on that. I'm working on being more patient and... <laughs> And I'm working on, you know, staying focused. And but I try to give Eric the extra level of support. Mutual effort. Yeah, if I need to remind him more, I try to just remind him more. Try not to be a stinker about it and just remind him more. Right. Um, but yeah, different people have different different needs, and and mental health 
ex- uh, extends to more than just depression and anxiety. It can be ADHD. It can be bipolar. It can be anything. Autism. So autism. autism yeah. Absolutely. I work. I, I can't believe I. That's the last thing I said. And I work with autistic kids. Mental health is a big deal. Yes. And martial arts um, can do wonders for it. For so sure. this is why support is very important. Whoever that is, you are with on a daily basis, I think it's important that you provide whatever support this person needs i mean support for yourself too don't forget your own mental health but 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 yeah um this brings us to what should you do then if you're off the mat we we talked about the mental side of things right like how to keep yourself positive and healthy media make sure it's clean and positive yeah so what about things that you can actually do then instead of just uh, keeping your mind healthy how do you train when you can't train Man, so many ways. Running does wonders for me. It, yeah. It really does. I'll, I'll go for a little jog and I'll just feel dandy. I'll feel a lot better. Absolutely. Than I would have just sitting in the house. What would you say to people who, like Eating like chips. like me maybe who don't like who don't like to run? Um, Simple calisthenics, I, I suppose. You know, just okay. body yeah. weight exercises. Push-ups. Leg squats. lifts, push-ups, squats. Sit-ups. Is there a reason, though, that, that, that some people tend to really just not like running? There's a lot of people I'm noticing that just doesn't like running. I, I mean, it's, it's mind-numbing, yeah. especially without without music. I notice I need some music. Uh, I mean, the constant, like, impact, especially if you live in the city. I mean, you're going to be kind of hard on your joints if you do a lot of it. You're going to be running on concrete. I guess my biggest reason why I don't like running is I'm always like, (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) I hate that. Well, like like we were discussing earlier, things need to start in increments. Like you're not just going to start running. Maybe maybe even like go on a nice power walk around the block. It's like, hey, I'm going to make it to the stop sign. And then from there, walk. And then, hey, I'm going to make it to this next It's step. so it's easy totally to okay. feel horrible about yourself, though. Like, I only ran to the stop sign. Oh, I'm a... I'm a, well, I'm a <laughs> I consider myself to be an athlete and in pretty good shape. But I, I went on a run for the first time in months the other day. And uh, I think I made maybe a quarter of a mile before I had to, like, stop and, and, and walk for a few feet to catch my breath, right? Uh, if it's not something you do on a regular basis, it's hard. And it's totally okay to, uh, to, to, to run a little bit and walk a little bit, run a little bit, walk a little bit, you know. You got to do what you got to do to get moving. So, running's a different animal. It is. It's like a different cardio. It's a, if you don't, if if you're not used to it, it can be different. It's challenging. Yep. Actually, a lot a lot of things are like that, right? We just we forget. Like for mm. me, I just like nope, can't run. Yeah, I think it's it's, it's, a, it's <laughs> into it. just can't like it. people and math, right? People tell themselves they don't like math. People tell themselves they don't like running. Self fulfilling prophecy. Yep. Yeah, and that's a real thing. You really, I feel like, what you believe about yourself. But if you just have realistic expectations yeah. and, and you go do it, I mean, it's it's really not that bad. So, yeah, we have running. Uh, what what else should uh, people do when they can't train? Well, have to be off the mats, I like guess. Physically? Yeah. I'm a big believer in solo drills. So, the uh, ah, to me, yes. one way that I think about martial arts is it's, in a sense, just another um, movement practice, right? Like yoga, Pilates. Um, whatever. And if you can't do the fundamental movements of martial arts, like uh, throwing a punch or doing a shrimp. Shadow boxing. Yeah. Then, then you're, you know, if you can't do it alone, you're you're not going to be able to do it with a with a 200 pound man laying on top of you. Right. So working on yeah. it by yourself is yeah, so super beneficial. I think the, the reason why solo drills are so important, especially if you have to take time off the mat, is because solo drills are specific to that art. Yes. So the movement that you do for a jiu-jitsu solo drill is going to be directly applicable to your jiu-jitsu game. Yeah. 
you know, and shadow sure. boxing, yeah. you know, learning the shell, doing like a pro I don't, I don't know what I'm talking about, Jose, but <laughs> it's, it's, you know, just, just looking in the mirror, making sure your hands are in the right place, your chin's down, yeah, your yep. jab is covering your your jawline. You I know. think, yeah, I think that's why Punch, solo drills are so punches important. are snappy. Yep. Yeah, because they're specific to that sport. If you're yep. if you're worried about being off the mat from jiu-jitsu, then do jiu-jitsu drills that are specific to jiu-jitsu that will help your body remember you can do that crazy how to move for jiu-jitsu. That, that triangle drill, you know, when you're on your back and Hell you're like yeah. kind of pushing your hips up. Push your hips up yeah. and locking the triangle. To do submissions, <laughs> uh, John Donner had a post recently where he, he said that to do submissions, you should always, or joint locks at least, you should always focus on getting your hips to the joint above uh, whatever joint you're attacking. So if you're doing an arm bar, you're attacking the elbow, you should try to get your hips up to the shoulders. Um, so if if you can't push your hips up a couple feet over your head without someone laying on top of you, you'll never be able to do it with someone laying on top of you as you would when you exactly. do an arm. Right. Yeah, that's a that's a big mobility. Big deal. Mobility. Yeah. mobility. Yes. Uh, so mobility is the combination of of flexibility, but also being strong throughout your range of motion. Yeah. Well, and, and here's the thing, though. Like I'm I'm well, Jose, you're you're kind of a musician too, but. But I am, I used to be a pretty serious musician. And when I stopped practicing my instrument, I forget. Like, yeah, I, yeah. if I don't practice my drums, if I don't practice any instrument that I know how to play, Use if it I don't. Lose it. Exactly. Yep. So, this is where solo drills comes in. If you cannot be with somebody to, to have a physical person to do the drills with, <clears throat> solo drill is your closest thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and in reality, I mean, uh, you can use solo drills as an opportunity to visualize as well. So um, honestly, when I do solo drills, I'm, I personally don't don't use the structure of like saying, OK, I'm going to do 10 shrimps. I'm going to do 10 squats. I'm going to do uh, 10 technical stand ups. Right. I, I just imagine that I'm doing jujitsu with someone and I do whatever I would do if someone was trying to pass my guard or if I was trying to armbar someone. Yeah, right? Try to make it as realistic as possible with like an invisible enemy or something. Yeah, it helps you make connections between different positions. And if you can do these drills on your own, imagine how much stronger you'll be. Like, yeah, when yeah. you have somebody. I feel like a yeah. lot of growth happens when nobody else is watching. Absolutely. Wow, that's that's a great, yeah, that's pretty. Uh, Hundred percent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's that's about solo drills. So um, I think the the value add of solo drills is that it's you know specific movements for efficient movement in an art, whether yes. it's boxing or. For sure, jujitsu, whatever, karate, whatever. Yeah. Um. What about other ways? Here, here's here's something I want to talk about. What do we think about grappling dummies? Uh, if you can afford them, they're not bad. I, we had some really nice grappling dummies when I was wrestling in high school. We had uh, some ones that were like uh, mounted on the wall so that you could practice shooting double <laughs> legs and single legs, and I thought they were really useful. You know, because uh, no nobody really enjoys uh, having someone else shoot double legs on them for an hour straight. Yeah, but I, you can do it to a dummy, and they don't mind. And honestly, it's <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of hard to practice um, doing things sometimes with without anything to literally hold. Right, because you try to visualize, but if it's some it's a, if it's a technique that you're not familiar with, it's it's kind of difficult without having the reality check of like a physical structure to interact with. I used them for ground and pound drills and the grappling dummies with like the hard arms. 
arms that come up those are really cool because you can yeah. like chain arm bars to them yep. or like move the hands out of the way and smash the face so here's the reason why i brought up grappling dummies and the biggest reason i'm thinking about it is because is it worth your money because since the covid i've seen so many ads oh, on my <laughs> everywhere home for gyms. grappling dummies home gyms. yeah is it is it worth the money to well, buy it do you guys think i think it depends on the individual like, yeah how much yep. you're going to use it Yep, how That's much true. are you going to use it? How much disposable income do you have? Is it going to be in the closet after two days? Right. right. Are you going to get bored with it? Or are you going to like use it an hour a day? I don't know. Right. Uh, yeah, so I, you know, I, I think grappling dummies are great. Some of them are very expensive, but you can honestly build your own for like 20 bucks. So. Yeah, my, my biggest thing with grappling dummies, though, is that it doesn't give me the resistance that most drills require. You know, like if I'm trying to pass the guard or something, there's usually some kind of resistance from my opponent. Definitely not a replacement that, for yeah. a human being. Yeah. yeah. Um, for ground and pound, though, I feel like instead of buying grappling dummies, maybe just a punching bag. You could lay a punching bag down. Yeah. And, and, and you can go pretty hard with a punching bag. They're meant to be hit. <laughs> you can smash it and you could also work uh, positioning drills. It's funny because the, the, the guy who came to, uh, to visit us uh, recently, he said that his wife brought him a grappling dummy and he ripped the head off in two days oh. or something. <laughs> So don't buy whatever grappling dummy he bought. Yeah. I, I guess the perk of a heavy bag, too, versus a grappling dummy is, yeah, you want to have that issue. Cause yeah. it's all, heavy bags it's are pretty heavy duty, it's yeah. heavy duty, yeah. It's meant to be hit. It's all one shape. Yep. Pros and cons. Yeah. Of course, the best, uh, the best uh, option here is if you have literally someone in your family or in your in your in your household in your household that right. that they, that even if they don't train that doesn't mind sitting through drills with you um you never know maybe right. it would be uh it would be an opening for them to come it could spark the interest yeah. yeah yeah you can't force people to train but you can set a good example and you can encourage people and and i've found that that over time you know uh, People usually get curious, right? If they don't have some kind of intentional movement practice in their life, that's that's part of being human, and martial arts can 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 fill that need. And uh, so, I find that if you set a good example and you're encouraging for people, usually they'll kind of come around on martial arts if they're not already doing something like you know yoga or weightlifting. Intentional movement practice, I like yep. that. You need that. Everybody needs that, or, and or honestly, your body atrophies. From from being a being a martial arts teacher for children, I've seen that if the parents make uh, martial arts kind of like a, fam a familiar thing in your family, the children are more likely to at least want to try it. Yeah. Um, it's kind of cool. It, it's kind of cool. It is. It is. It's kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, you. <laughs> we're, we're in it just to be cool, guys. That's it. That's we do martial reason. arts because we want to be cool. Nah, that's part of it. No, I'm <laughs> okay. It's actually frowned upon in a lot of places sometimes. Uh, yeah. For yeah. sure. Uh, yeah. People label you as like a violent person, blah, blah, Absolutely. blah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, trying to reach out uh, to people for like... Uh, Oh, financial support, right? Because I think I'm doing a good thing for the community. But but you run into a lot of people who have the resources kind of look down on people who are into martial arts. Yeah. So Men uncivilized. Mental health. Yeah, yeah. It goes back to the very first thing we, we even tried to, to, to talk about. That's the core topic. Yeah. That just comes from ignorance and and I think that's that's where setting a good example, being consistent in your training and uh, being a good person. Ignorance is kind of yeah, yeah, ignorance is, is how you is, fix that. Ignorance is is a very um honest way to put it. It's just misunderstood. 
Yeah. It's misunderstood. Yeah. Um, so what do you guys think that would be, uh, what do you think is important to focus on when you're off the mat uh, in terms of training? Like, would you recommend uh, maybe, in t- for, the, for the sake of it, let's talk about percentage. Is, should it be more 80% solo drills and 20% strength and conditioning? Or how, how should people go about I think training it might solo. tailor to the in, individual. Like okay. if, if you have like a jujitsu tournament, you're a jits player or whatever, um, you know, you're, you're going to want to do a lot more arm bar, hipping up <laughs> drills and <clears throat> triangle drills and attacks. And you want to utilize a grappling dummy. Absolutely. If you're, I think whether you do MMA or jujitsu, you should always do some type of calisthenics or running. Yeah. Yep. For sure. You, strength and conditioning is like, the glue, you know, for yeah. martial arts. Yeah, if you're not doing any strength and conditioning, it's going to be really hard to to stay consistent um, with with uh, your martial arts training because you know you're going to get hurt. Um, you're going to struggle because you're out of shape. Um, I remember Joe Rogan saying something like that too. Like eighty percent of the beginning classes should be like strength and conditioning. Yeah. So when when people think about strength and conditioning, a lot of times they think it's like uh, just a brute force, uh, you know, Oh, I got to do a million squats. I got to go run five miles. Right. Uh, all you're doing is, is, uh, increasing the capabilities that you already have. But in reality, a big part of strength and conditioning is, is learning new movements. So when we talk about martial arts being an intentional movement practice, so is strength and conditioning. So, uh, one thing I did, uh, during the the quarantine times, was I built uh, something called a Swedish ladder, which is basically just a a ladder mounted on a wall. And uh, they have those in Singapore schools. Yeah, Swedish I, ladder. I, the, yeah. The, the fact that we don't have those in American schools is an absolute travesty. But we'll have an episode about that soon. Obesity <laughs> um, in America. Yeah, I mean, Jesus, you're you're about a million times right, more likely right. to buy, to Let, die of. Let's let's be calm now. Okay. okay. Anyways, we love our country. Yes, America number one forever. Um. <laughs> but strength and conditioning. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, I built this Swedish ladder, and I'm I'm using it to stretch. I'm using it to learn how to do uh, flag stands. I'm doing a progression towards a flag stand on the Swedish ladder, and uh, I, I I've also been doing some sh- something called short foot training, and uh, it it has completely changed the shape of my feet. Like I wear a different shoes. I wear a different shoe yeah. size now. I had to throw away all my Crocs. It annoys me um, on the wife level, but yeah. But but uh, my ability to move explosively is is uh, massively improved. So so Jose, when you're... it's mine is what? blown right, right now. His what? feet grew, Jose. I'm yeah. not even kidding. Short with foot you. training. Short yeah. foot training. My feet got shorter and taller. Legitimately, they changed shape. How completely. do you short foot train? Um. So there's there's kind of some different elements, but the key that thing should honestly is, be a different episode. Yeah. Okay. I don't no. want to get into it too much right now, wow, but wow. we'll talk about it soon. Um, I agree. But 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 what's really important to realize is that you know you're not just when you're doing strength and conditioning, you're not just beating your head against a wall doing millions of push-ups. Uh, you should be learning how to do new movements that you uh, maybe forgot how to do. Um, so for example, when you're lifting weights, if you can't do um, an a, 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 pardon my French, but an ass to grass squat where you bring your butt all the way down below your knees and touch them to your ankles, uh, that that's something you should work on before you f- focus on putting tons of weight on the bar, right? So not not every set of squats that you need that you do needs to be ass to grass, but if you cannot do an ass to grass squat, like you should work on that, kind especially of, kind if, of like exploring your full range of motion. Or yeah. yeah, working on that's mobility. A, that's a big thing as we age, squatting. Yep, and. 
And um, getting out of a chair. Yeah. Sitting down. Absolutely. And when you learn new movements, you uh, actually, so the human brain is basically adapted uh, for physical movement, right? Um, everything we do that's of, of value, um, like there's a, there's like a physical element that we manifest in the world, right? So, um, opposable thumbs, right? We, we have circuits in our brain to, um, manipulate things with our hands. And same thing with martial arts. When you learn a new movement, when you learn a new skill, you're, you're building new circuits in your brain. You are literally like, you're, you're changing your mind, right? You're changing your psychology, um, and I think that's a huge benefit of martial arts. No one actually really does think of it that way, though. So that's wild. Like, I don't, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what you're doing. I don't do a technique and think I'm wiring my brain right you now. Are. But no, you I, are. Yeah, you are. I know. That's wild. Oh, cool. And same thing during strength and conditioning. So, so, so think about that. You're, you're not just conditioning your body. You're, you're, you're growing your mind, literally. Very cool. And, um. It's just a huge key. Like you could be practicing all you want. And uh, if someone's in better shape than you, they could just outwork you. Uh, or you could be like really damaging someone in a jits match. And all of a sudden you cramp up because you haven't been taking care of your diet or your or your cardio. Yeah. And you kind of just fade away and you lose a match because you're out of shape. Very common. Very common. Yeah. Yeah, especially when you're off the mat. Um, these are things that you can lose, right? Strength, flexibility. Yeah, I think strength. And gaining weight. It's Let's overlooked. be real here. <laughs> I, I really think uh, conditioning is greatly overlooked. Yes, absolutely. For competitors, yeah. it, it is. And even anybody just trying to train on a consistent basis, I mean, you need to be conditioned or, or it, you're not going to you're not gonna last. I Honestly, mm -hmm. I look at I look at the being off the mats as an up. Because whenever I train, I can't tell you how many times when I go with somebody and I think, Oh, man, I wish I was just a little bit stronger yeah. to, to do something. And I think being off the mats is a great, like, it's a, an opportunity. It's an opportunity. Maybe I focus on my strength and conditioning now that since I can't really do um, a lot of the things that requires a partner. Yeah. Um, we all have a limited ability to uh, recover from our workouts and you need to have some recovery time in order to, um, in order for your body to adapt to the workouts that you're doing. If you just wear yourself down all the time, you're going to burn out. Drink adequate water. Yeah. Water, electrolytes, good food. So where, where are we at about maybe um, since, so when you go to a class, you have a teacher, like we have a coach kind of showing you how to do things, giving you an example, correcting mm -hmm. you when you're doing something wrong or, mm -hmm. or, or need some instruction or gui guidelines. Um, what about when you're alone though? What is the closest thing maybe they can, they can look into? So there's there's a lot of opportunities, really. Um, there's kind of a pathology, I think, in in Western culture about, you know, people don't want to appear vain. They don't want to be caught looking in the mirror, taking pictures of themselves and stuff like that. And uh, for sure, you don't want to be vain. But at the same time, uh, you really get useful information about yourself when you uh, watch yourself when you yeah. watch yourself. Yeah, track progress for sure. So uh, I re highly recommend if you're not sure whether your technique is clean, um, record, uh, make a video, do it in a mirror. Um, and then you can compare yourself to uh, athletes, you know, who post videos online and, uh, yeah, you know, you can literally idea. see whether you're doing the same thing that they're doing. Right. Progress equals happiness. Yeah. And right now, I think a lot of the Zoom classes are, are uh, uh, taking popping off. Up. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. 
as a coach, I would not mind at all if someone sent me a video of themselves training and, and, and asked for feedback. I would think that's great. I think, Eric, though, you, you um, I mean, I'm just going to mention that you, you faced a lot of trouble, though, getting people to do that, haven't you? Yeah, it, it was hard to get people engaged. I don't know if people were depressed or if they were self-conscious. Um, I would but say those I are would just put it more in self-conscious. Yeah, a lot of yeah. people are self-conscious. That's just an insecurity, right? Yeah, you know, you got to overcome it. It's just funny because you do, you, I mean, you, we do realize that when we do the sport on the mat, People are watching anyway. People see you. People see you. It's not like you're invisible when I you're guess, training. I guess they're like worried less because, you know, there's someone trying to choke them and they're, they, you know, they're back to like the you singularity. Of yeah. You know, you get to focus on just that. And that's something that makes jujitsu beautiful is because. So maybe there's another opportunity. Uh, solo drilling is an opportunity to work on your ability to focus. Yeah. Kind, it of builds, a, it kind of a meditative practice. It's challenging. It's, it's this, oh my gosh, I can't tell you when I had to practice my scales um, for an instrument. They, I hated those. Probably things. hard to stay focused. Yeah, you have to do it by yourself. And it, they're boring. That's the thing. Yeah. They're boring. And so it basically takes discipline. And I, I feel like this is similar to solo drills. Fundamentals. You, you're, you're repeating boring movements yep. with no resistance. So it's, 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 it's kind of like running. It's, yeah. It gets crazy boring. It's boring. But you got to do it, right? So, That's where discipline comes in. Yeah. You have to pull through. So earlier I said that I don't like to have like a, a structure for my solo drills, but I think for newer people who don't understand the sport as well yet, maybe it would be really useful to just say, okay, every morning I'm going to do 10 shrimps, 10 technical stand-ups. The thing is reps are important though. Reps are important. I mean, yeah. it's important to do them enough yeah. that it becomes a muscle memory. Yeah, if you don't it, do it enough, it doesn't become a muscle memory. And being autistic and ADHD, I can hyper-focus, which is great. Um, so it's it's no problem for me to, uh, like, solo drill for 20 minutes and just freestyle it, right? Because I, I get super into it. I, but other I, people need structure. Yeah. Right. I, I tell the kids at my, at my class all the time, you know, it, it, imagine a baby. You should really compete. <laughs> oh, I will. In a fight. <laughs> it's a, that's a topic Probably. for a different in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell, I tell the kids in my class all the time, imagine a baby only walking for five minutes a day. Do you think they're ever going to learn to walk? No, they and try they, over and over. Over and over. Oh, they fall, over, they get up, over, they fall, they get up. They keep trying. You The reps. <laughs> repetition. Repetition is very important. It's the father of learning. When, yeah. uh, when I decided that I wanted to get good at pull-ups, I could do maybe like five or six pull-ups, right? Um so what I did was not like go into the gym for two hours straight and just do like tons and tons of pull-ups. What I did was I got a pull-up bar uh, in one of my door frames and I just did like two or three pull-ups um, throughout throughout the day. Like whenever I walked past the pull-up bar, I just jump up, uh, do a few pull-ups until it got challenging and then I'd get down. And uh, after after doing, you know, 10 sets of just a couple pull-ups a day, all, all of a sudden I could jump up there and crank out like 10, 15, 20 pull-ups. Yeah. And and, and, Took yeah, a few weeks, and, but. and coming from a from a from a teaching point of view too. This this because I'm I'm pretty creative outside of digital. I I love doing art. I I love doing music, and this applies to literally anything you're trying to learn, any skill you're trying to get. It applies to everything. If you don't repeat, you're not gonna get good. Imagine if I draw one portrait every day. Don't you think I'll get good really fast? I'll get good really fast if I draw one portrait every day. Yeah. And Vincent Van Gogh, if you see his early works, it improves. If, oh, yeah. if, you, if the artist, if you see his early works and you compare it to the the works that he does, you know, in a, in a timeline, it gets better and better and better. And that's because he's repeating. Continuous improvement. Yes, music is the same way. If I practice a piece. Over and it's boring. I gotta tell you, if whenever I have to practice one particular piece, a, a set piece for a, a, an audition or whatever, right. it's boring. 
They're probably like, playing like one measure. Over I don't want to play again. this exactly. I don't want to play this anymore. I want to play something else. This is boring. But when I do it so many times, I don't have to think about it anymore. I play right. well without thinking about it, and that's you enter the flow state. That's kind of yeah. like jujitsu, right? You you do good without having to think about it. You do good movements. You do good technique. Good skills. This is motivating me to be consistent. <laughs> you know, like the podcast is doing its job. Good. For me. Good. <laughs> it's hilarious. I'm sure, it's not the coffee. <laughs> Maybe it's a little bit. Maybe of a little bit of both. But yeah, I really want to consistency, <laughs> um, man. So yeah, reps reps is important. And 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 he, uh, in terms of watching yourself, you know, being your own coach, that's hard. Um, that, that's got to be hard. Some, I do, sometimes people just don't know what they're looking. For. You gotta be alone in the gym sometimes. That's true. That's true. But but for me, my biggest struggle is I don't know what I'm looking for. I don't know what's wrong. I don't know what I don't know. <laughs> it's and the biggest problem. That's where the, the power of instantaneous uh, transmission of information through the internet comes in. <laughs> if, you're not, if you're not using this to your advantage, um, I mean, other people are. You're going to fall behind the people who are using all the tools that they have at their disposal. Even, even, what, what kinds of tools we're talking even about? Even taking here? a second to listen, listen to your body. A lot of people don't or they don't know how. Yeah. You know, I, I I would say that like probably eighty percent of people who come into the gym uh, don't know how to uh, breathe with their diaphragm, their chest breathing. Um, so they're miserable when they're inside control. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Breathe from your belly. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> training could just be conscious breathing, taking some deep breaths, like Jose says, taking some deep breaths and paying attention to how your body feels when you do it. YouTube. That's YouTube. a huge resource Goal. right Absolutely. there. Absolutely, you can find anything on YouTube. I know, and God bless all the people who upload videos. Drills, solo oh drills, my partner gosh. drills. Changing lives, guys. Keep uploading videos. Thank you. Videos. Um, I've learned a huge amount from YouTube. Yeah. I, some people are ashamed to, to say that they've learned from YouTube. I'm not. It's not a bad thing. It's nope. really not. That's the whole idea, though, right? Yeah. The information sharing. If anybody thinks that learning from YouTube is bad, uh, come get some. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right. Let's, uh, let's calm down now, settle down. <laughs> but no, but instructionals are very, are very useful. I, I, I can't tell you how many times, like for me, and I'm, I'm a beginner belt, right? Blue belt is a beginner belt. And when I watch instructional videos about boxing, about jujitsu, it's like uh, just listening to the details. And yeah. it, makes me, it makes me become more mindful Absolutely. of myself when I actually try to do these things. Absolutely. You know, because, because I heard it in a video. Someone said, oh, make sure that you keep your hand up. And then whenever I'm sparring, I'm like, holy shit. My hand falls my down hand all falls the time. Down. <laughs> so you become more mindful when you actually do train. Never would have known that oh, my, I didn't record myself yeah. a couple times. I, I believe in yep. watching videos. And, and I think that's the biggest resource that people neglect, honestly. Like, there's a big resource online. Yeah. We, 20 years ago, this stuff didn't exist. Um, yeah. If you were lucky, maybe you purchased, uh, like, some VHS tapes and... Uh, had that as a resource. Well, right? Here's the thing. We're not saying that, that just watching videos is going to make you a master in no. jiu-jitsu. No. It'll help. It will help, but you, you need, you, you need to, to, you have to actually train time too. in the gym. Yeah, you need to train. But at the same time, watching videos, they're good at setting your mind up, setting, yep. your, setting yourself up to Helping you to understand thing. the positions. Exactly. How things connect together. Now, here's the you thing. You take advantage here's the of thing techno I, technology. Man. Yeah. 100%. When, whenever I teach music and stuff, I always tell the kids this. Skill is the um, manifestation of knowledge. Like, in order, you need, in order to build a skill, you need to know. Yep about it <laughs> yeah. right you can't just all of a sudden on thin air be a good boxer 
Right. You got to have the knowledge to be a good boxer and then try to, you know, implement it, manifest it. Yes. Embody it. Yes. Embody it. Skills, the embodiment of knowledge. There you go. Bam. Boom. That there. should be a poster. It's, yeah. In yeah. The gym. You need the knowledge good idea. first. It, it doesn't come the other way around. You're, if you already have the skill, it means you already have the knowledge. It reminds you know? me of something that it was like Brian Van Sice's slogan for his martial art. It was ancient warfare, modern applications. And yeah. I was like, yeah. Actually, oh. I've heard um, uh, like a yeah. lot of jiu-jitsu practitioners also say this. You know, John Donahue is famous for this. You, you, you need to know it before you can do it. You know, and, yeah. and it doesn't, it, it, it's just, I can't do what, someone's not just going to walk into the gym and be like, I'm new at jujitsu, watch me shrimp. They're not going <laughs> to. You got to know what, yeah. know it and then apply it. Yeah. So. I think uh, to get a little philosophical, there's, there's kind of an issue in Western culture where we don't appreciate all the different ways of knowing things, right? We, we tend to think like, oh, uh, you know facts, right? So, you know conceptually what an armbar is but that's not the only way to to, to know an armbar right can you do an armbar that's another way of knowing can you hit an armbar and you actually do it that's true i only hit one armbar in like my life and it was it was in a fight <laughs> oh sweet wow. cool. yeah it's on youtube against matt mills if you want to look it up cool <laughs> but yep that's the only time i've uh, jose preto versus arm, matt mills armbars are really challenging especially in jits matches because People you know, know how to defend them. People know how to defend them, and they're almost anticipating them, especially yeah. when you're in guard. Absolutely. And, and, and the thing about instructionals, too, is that it doesn't. you don't have to buy them. The, the no. resource online is huge. I mean, you God's can. Advantage. We need to you take can. advantage of them. I mean, I absolutely support like uh, uh, big big names who who try to teach a system, like Lachlan Giles yeah. uh, and his Lake Locks. It probably be, will be super worth it to to get his instructionals yeah. and, and learn it. But at the same time, you know, if you're if you're tight for money, you don't need to. There buy is a lot yeah. of content There's on YouTube lot, the for free. Is, the resource is huge. It's we should huge. get an endorsement from YouTube. <laughs> sponsored content well these are just tools right modern day tools that you have at your disposal to help with your training to help with your game modern yeah. application yeah um and the thing about watching instructionals too it's not just the knowledge it's the ability to visualize and i think this yep. this this is lost on some people like they watch it but they're not really visualizing themselves doing it yeah and it, it, it you you need to i don't know how to teach this skill though um, yeah, it's some, definitely some, challenging. Something, I mean, some things can't be taught. I, I That's agree. true. I mean, like it's like within. It's like a. I feel like it's, it's lost a on you. It's yeah. a, coming back to the different ways of knowing, right? Like some things you can't communicate by conveying facts to people, right? But the, the, some the, things you have to know through the experience. The skill to visualize yourself doing a certain technique that you're watching, I feel like that comes from imagination, and this worries me with children. Because if, if, like, I imagine, I, I, I don't know if this is weird to say as an adult, but I always daydream about things. It's not always, but oh, whenever okay. I want, like, a big, big promotion or, 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 or I'm auditioning for a part, I'm always like, this is, this is the end goal. And I don't know if you guys do this when you compete. Do you guys do this when you compete? Do you visualize? All the time. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're you're a fighter. All yeah, how how do you uh visualization is huge. I think about like what I'm going to do. I think about doing it. I think about the feeling, the smell, the yeah. taste, the touch. 
Like I really like yeah. yourself into leave it. like whatever Vi- I'm doing. Visual I visualize it. Yeah, vi- visualization is 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 a pretty powerful tool. It's a little bit vague to say, oh, just visualize, right? But yeah. uh, but as long as that visualization is is rooted in um, you know training, actual experience, uh, I I think it's a super powerful tool. Another thing that's really important um, for competition specifically is kind of having routines to ground yourself. So if you're a fighter, maybe you. Uh, before you train, you glove, you uh, lace up your gloves a certain way, right? You you, uh, you you joke around with the guys in the gym. Um, you should recreate that when you're competing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Visualizing is is, is I, I don't know. It's 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 hard to teach, but it's kind of like my 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 the easiest way I can kind of describe this is imagine yourself walking in the dark. It's kind of hard to walk in the dark. Yeah. Whereas if you you it, have to imagine imagine all the lights in your house are off. You're kind of visualizing right there. Yep. If you can't yeah. see, you're visualizing. I know where things are. It's like walking. I know where I'm going. I know where I want to go. Yep. So I'm going to use my visualization skills to get there. Yep. It's the same thing. That's the closest like goal setting. Yeah. Anything you know, like you got to want it. Go now this it. is a great um, segue into talking about a training journal. Where are we at with that? What do you guys think? A BJJ journal, a I've, training journal. I've never been big on it. I tried. I used to be, but like I struggle with consistency. I got ADD, but I do know people personally that who use them every day. Yeah, like Mike Hamer, he has an Aikido journal, and he does blog little th- even if it's like one or two sentences per class. He he really does keep a journal. He said it helps yeah. him big time. And I it's, think it's cool to look back at your progress. Yeah, but me personally. I just can't seem to stay the course. (laughs) So journaling is definitely a powerful tool and I recommend people give it a shot. Um, But, but what's really, really key is at the end of every day or every training session, you need to look back on your training session and kind of reflect on what happened. You know, what, what did you do that's going to help you progress forward? Right. Can you recreate that in future training sessions? Um, what did you do that that that's harming your progress? And can you find ways to uh, reduce or eliminate that? Um, so so reflecting on what you've done during a day is is really key. And if uh, if having a journal helps you do that, then absolutely keep a journal. My, my biggest reason why I enjoyed keeping a journal when I was a white belt, I actually did this every training I would. After training, I would take out my, my notepad. I bring a notepad to jiu-jitsu. And after training, I will write what I learned yeah. and what I wanted to work on Absolutely. at the same time. Because sometimes the thing, the problem with me is that, well, not just me. When you learn a jiu-jitsu skill, it's not very common that the, the, the coach is going to keep teaching that every day for the week. Yep. You know, to get the, enough reps in. So I forget. I would learn something new. I'd be like, oh, this is a really cool move. And then I forget. I, I don't, so you're not, learn, you're not really getting maximal value out of uh, yeah, the time you spend. because you forget. I mean, it, it will be in the, in the foreground of your mind, but I kind of want to remember if something is really good, if it's a submission or something or a technique that I think, you know, this works well for you me. You want to retain that. I want to retain it, but I can't remember it. So journaling yeah. helped me. And another thing is... Um, Sometimes when, when you're rolling, you realize things that you got to work on. That's me. Like yep. when, when I'm stuck in half guard, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm here a lot today. Yep. You know, and I need, I need a better strategy to get out of half guard. And, and I, after training, mo- the euphoria of just yeah. training, it takes over you and you forget. All so I don't specifics. want to forget what I wanted to work on, what I struggled with when I rolled. I want to remember it so that I can go to my coach and be like, hey, this is what happened. When yep. I trained, and I want to work on it. Absolutely, and it's the forgetting that that just 
pulls me behind when I when I want to improve. That's definitely for the dedicated practitioner. Some people, you know, their goal is to walk into the door. A lot of people yeah. are struggling, That's true. you know, yep. like, That's oh, true. I'm here to walk in the door, maybe make it through a class, and then they, they're like, okay, sweet. You know, that's their personal victory that's right true. there. And then, yeah, the dedicated martial artists, they want to they wanna take the next step. Improve technically. Improve technically. Well, here's the thing, though. So I'm, I'm small, so... I could relate. Yeah. So when I train, even if my goal is to just walk in the door, I need to find ways to make the 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 whole experience a little easier every time. Yep. Getting mounted on it sucks. Yeah. So when 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 I when I was starting out, I I focused a lot a lot of my white belt years was focusing on surviving mm-hmm. and being yeah. okay with the weight um, when I get mounted. Yeah. You know, and like never and takes time to get, adapt to that. Try to never let that. And that and happen. that's the thing, though. That's why I was so determined about journaling, because otherwise it's just I struggle the whole training. And mm-hmm. then that's all I remember during my training. And I don't want to come back. Yeah. Whereas if I have things that are OK, I'm going to work on this actual first. concrete, work, specific. Exactly. Things. And then I make my training easier every time. That's yep. going to get me in the door. So more often. Uh, for 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 anybody who does martial arts, I think a really key component of being a martial artist is not so much about uh, having a specific skill set. I mean, that is a little bit of it, but but one of the key things that 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 makes someone a martial artist is a concept called I think it's kaizen, um, and that's yeah, con- continuous improvement. Yep, it's yeah, uh, continuous improvement day to day, right? Like, so if you think about your average day, like ninety five percent of your days are uh, you know kind of bland and 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 normal yeah uh so it, like if your spouse was to ask you what happened during your day most days you'd be like geez uh i gotta think about it right because nothing really super eventful happened so it's easy to let years slide by without growing but uh, uh it, you know for for people who do want to grow uh you need to make sure that you're squeezing everything you can out of every day right you can't let those um seemingly uneventful days allow you to become complacent. So uh, you have to find ways to grow every day. And and uh, journaling and having discrete, uh, specific goals is a really good way to do that. Absolutely. Very good. Well spoken. <laughs> Kaizen. 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 So I think uh, we're, we're closing in on the podcast here. I just wanted to, to kind of wrap up with saying things like, my biggest reason why I, why I think it's important that you, you keep doing the work, even when you can't be on the mat, yep. is because you need to... You, even when you don't want even to. Even when you don't want to, that's true. Even Not just because you can't, but even when you don't want to, the biggest reason why you need to do something, other, if, it, if, it's, if it's not jujitsu, just something, like uh, in terms of uh, exercise or whatever, is health. You know, we need to remember that whenever we're not active, whenever we're not watching what we eat, we're losing yep. a part of ourselves. It can be strength, it can be flexibility, it can be yep. mobility, it can be it can be gaining weight, not just lo- losing things. You yeah. might be gaining things, and a lot of people, a lot of my 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 uh, students have, have have reached out and be like, "Oh my gosh, I got COVID weight," and I'm not exempt for that. You know, I probably gained. A few, <laughs> I put on five or ten pounds. A few pounds I from, from pounds. I know, and and that's the thing. It's it's a great reminder, you know, when you're not doing what you need to be doing to keep your body at its prime, you gain weight or you lose what? Nothing. What was the sound? I heard it. Oh. <laughs> Got some editing to do. There's, oh, no, that's our no, that's it. That's it. That's right, right there. 
And just like uh, just like farting, it's a it's yeah. cor- common, normal. Yeah. It happens. <laughs> we'll keep that right in for the podcast. If, if you don't keep yourself disciplined and motivated, um, you know, your, your body's going to start backfiring on you and maybe that'll help. So, um, an- yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Another thing that I think helps a lot with motivation, I mean, we talked about, you know, writing down your goals, uh, leaving yourself lists. That's huge. Um, but, but, but a really big thing, I think, is, is uh, c- contextualizing your training within a community. So um, training isn't just a selfish act. It's, it's something that you do with other people and for other people. And um, so if, if the intrinsic selfish motivations of training are not doing it for you anymore, um, maybe thinking about trying to help other people. In their martial arts journey, in their in their life journey, is uh, something that might help. When we think about training, when you can't train, when you can't go into the gym, it's really the concern is the worst thing that can happen. Worst case scenario is you get worse, right? And the best case scenario is you get better, right? Yeah. So I think. as long as it, 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 it again, this is uh, from my years of teaching. Um, as long as you stay engaged in whatever it is that you have to take a pause from, you're not really going to get worse. And even if you do, picking it up is going to be a lot easier. Yeah. So being engaged in terms of martial arts, in terms of jujitsu, is honestly very easy. You know, we talked about solo drills. We talked about watching videos and visualizing and, and all that stuff is being engaged. And as long as you stay engaged, as long as you keep trying to add to your pool of knowledge, it's hard for me to imagine that you're going to get worse. Yeah. Uh, you, at very least, you're going to maintain and you never know, you might even get better. And the best thing, even if you don't get better, getting better might you might accelerate the process of getting better when you do get back on the mats. Um, that makes sense. So, so training when you can't train is, to me, it's all about just staying engaged, staying mentally engaged, um, staying individually engaged. Because yeah, it's it's a it's a what's it called a combat sport no, a, a contact sport. There yeah. you go. It's a context. You need you need teammates to do this. Um, but at the same time, you know, in order to maintain and stay um, what active, active relevant. relevant, you know, to keep your skills relevant, to keep your skills, to maintain your skills, all you got to do is stay engaged. And we yep. we talked about varying ways to stay engaged, you know, through technology, through drills of your own individual drills, through, through self motivation, and this is this is all the fact that you're listening to this podcast. It's also a form of engagement. It's forming engagement. Staying engaged is giving how, us feedback. <laughs> staying engaged is how you train when you can't train. Yeah. Uh, to add to that, I would say some of my greatest um, improvements have come during times when I wasn't really making it into the gym consistently. And uh, I think there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, Taking time away from the gym uh, gives, gives your, your body and mind time to recover from your workouts. And it allows you to put uh, resources um, that might've gone into just recovering from training at the gym into uh, uh, understanding the game, refining your conceptual understanding of the game, linking concepts and, and techniques and positions together. Um, 
And, uh, yeah, and, and as I mentioned, when we were talking about strength and conditioning as well, uh, you need time to recover from workouts in order to actually, um, productively adapt to the workouts. And, uh, sometimes a few weeks away from the gym, uh, is really an opportunity for that to happen. So even, even just staying engaged, you know, that is an act of discipline right there. Um, yep. it tests your ability and your, 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 uh, willingness and your inner will to keep at it even when it's hard and that's why people people talk a lot of like shit about excuse my language but people talk a lot about shit about social media but honestly if you run a professional social media website um trying to keep people engaged trying to keep posting relevant um content for your target audience, staying that that's staying engaged, right? And yeah. staying engaged is hard. It's not as easy as it sounds. It takes quite a bit of, of discipline, just quite a bit of commitment. So, in the same way, this all these skills they apply to to martial, martial arts. arts as well. If if you're worried that you have to be off the mat because of COVID or whatever injury or whatever. Yeah, you have the right to be worried. And it's never going to be exactly the same like when you're consistently turning up at the gym. But it's hard for me to believe that you're going to deteriorate or you're, you're going to forget, simply forget. And your skills are simply going to just disappear. disappear if you stay engaged. If you're consistent about watching new material online, um, videos, or uh, uh, talking to your coaches, recording yourself and and, and correcting yourself uh, in your skills and your technique, it's hard for me to imagine that you will get worse. Um, I think at the very least, everybody will at least maintain or accelerate their process to get better when you come back and return. That makes sense to me. It's been my experience. Yeah. We'll close out today. Thank you so much for joining us on the Pine River Primate Podcast. I'm Jose Prieto. I'm Cheryl Ralston. I'm Eric Ralston. Thank you for joining us. But uh, before we end, just remember to follow us on Facebook if you haven't. uh, Central Michigan Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Academy on Facebook. We have an Instagram too, Central Michigan BJJ. And uh, you can reach out to us us by email, centralmichiganbjj at gmail.com. If you have any ideas, if you uh, have any comments. Tell us what you you hated. Tell us what you liked. Give us ideas. What do you want to hear about? We we will have some guests as we get more um, episodes rolling. But uh, feel free. We are an open book to input. Yes. Yeah. Just just to wrap up, remember, um, staying active. Uh, in the mind and in the body. Mental health is so important. Exactly. During the time when you can't uh, be on the mats, it's very important. You always have something to lose, uh, whether it's gaining weight or losing your strength. There's always something. So Just because the world's on hold doesn't mean you yeah, need to be. Your body keeps living and, and it keeps deteriorating, so we need to make sure we keep it strong as, as, as long as we can. Yep. So, as best as we can. On a descent, All right. That was a great podcast. Thank you, guys. Thank you for joining us. Until next time.